They all think they're these gurus. They're like, no, no, trust me, it's gonna, it's going to the moon. What you just described was gaining 100,000 followers on a platform from March, April, May into June, four months. Please brag and share some numbers. My highest month ever was like 37K. September 2020, I hit the $1 million earning mark. Yeah, that's the true sign of an epic freelancer. It's not about the money, it's about the freedom and the life. This is Philip Van Ostrand, and you are listening to the Epic Freelance Life Podcast. How to make more money and live an epic freelance life. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. This is Phil Van Ostrand. I'm here um, to talk about how to live an epic freelance life. And I've, I'm with someone that I've only just met, like, five minutes ago, <laughs> although I've been following her on TikTok for a little while now, and I'm fascinated by this woman. Um, so I'm here with Alex Fasulo. Alex, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of just say what it is you do? Because I thought it was just a writer, but you just told me that you are like a multi-hyphenate freelancer. So <laughs> what are you about? Thank you, Phil. Phil or Philip? I'll go with yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Okay. Um, thank you, Phil. Yeah, I am, I guess, a woman of many things over here, but I predominantly am a freelance writer on the site Fiverr.com. I also own just a generic like copywriting business um, that I use my Fiverr to help fulfill. And I am a podcast host as well for the freelance fairy tales. So that's usually my short little summation. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing your podcast for? I actually just started doing it about two months ago. I haven't even had any guests on or anything. It's just me like rambling every week. Okay. Freelancing topics. Yeah, because everyone keeps asking me. They're like, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? And I'm like, sure. This is so good. So you already have an audience um, from your Instagram or TikTok stuff? Yeah, like that, you know, that's yeah. more, that's my advantage. Like I have followings on Instagram, TikTok, and my Facebook group. So I basically made the podcast for them. Um, You're so good. Uh, I have way too many questions for you already. Um, one, if you ever do need a, a guest on the show, let me know. I've been a freelance, a freelance photographer for over 13 years and um, oh, wow. I'm kicking okay. ass in New York with it. I love it. I love this kind of talk. So yeah. um, I will definitely have to start listening to your podcast, though, <laughs> and, and I'll make sure to include all your info in the notes and stuff at the end. Okay, um, cool. Let's just talk real quick, just some numbers so people get a sense of like who you are and what you're about. Like, do you know right now how many followers you have on TikTok? Um, I think it's in the, I think I have 237K last, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do yeah. you remember uh, where you were when you hit a hundred thousand followers? <laughs> um, oh, I believe it was in June of last year. So I started it in like March of last year and I was on a road trip in North Carolina. I don't remember cool. when, but I remember I was traveling. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, to me, just so the audience knows, I think a lot of people wrote off TikTok as being like a dancing thing or for kids or whatever. But if you don't know by now, I don't even need to explain it anymore. TikTok is so much more than all of that. And um, what you just described was gaining 100,000 followers on a platform from March, April, May into June, four months right? Yeah, it was something crazy like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And, um, and, and were you uh, getting jobs because of people watching your TikTok? Like, did people actually seek you out? And did you make money from people like looking, finding you on TikTok? So 
the TikTok audience is definitely younger and that is why a lot yeah. of people write it off. But I think that's really silly of them to do because I use TikTok to sell my like passive income products. So okay. I get online course sales and ebook sales like all day long ah. on my TikTok. Um, yeah. that's, yeah. Like that's why I love it. Cause it, oh, it's like augmented, a- like another part of my business. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. So but did you have that stuff before you started TikTok or did you like, once you started getting a lot of followers, you're like, oh, I, I should have something to offer because there's people who are interested in what I'm saying. Like yeah. which came first? It's funny you say that. Yeah. I I had the eBooks all set from the first CNBC article in 2018 because all these people were pouring ah. in and I had nothing to sell them and I felt like so silly. So I have the <laughs> eBooks, but yeah, I actually recorded my first online course was in June of last year as well. I flew to Utah to do that because the TikTok following was growing so quickly. I was like, okay, I need to like, you know, take this more seriously here. I should be offering something to these people. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It was great. And I know you talk a lot. um, Gosh, there's so many ways I can go with this. I know you talk a lot about numbers on, on TikTok. Are you, do you ever share numbers like how much you're making through online um, courses and stuff. So e-books? I definitely plan to, but I've kept it hidden only because I've, I've only mm. been selling it since November. So I've been kind of wanting to just do it for a okay. year to be able to like, honestly share with people, you know, what it does and doesn't do for me. So I'm keeping it okay. for now, but definitely stay tuned on that one. Uh, okay. I'm going to just ask a, a, an annoying follow-up question. Is it enough to like pay your bills? Yes, I can confirm. Yes. And I'm actually splitting <laughs> it. I actually split it 50-50 with um, the oh. team who makes them and markets them for me. So even, even through splitting it 50-50, yes, I can still uh, pay the bills, which is uh, incredible. Uh, Alex, I, I think you're so incredible. Um, and, and so this is why you flew to Utah was to because that's where this like e-commerce um, building company resides. Is that right? Yeah, well, so it's actually like the head of it is Josh Rossi. Um, he mm. he's like actually pretty famous if you Google him. He's but he's done a, a ton yeah. of stuff. He's an amazing photo editor and everything. And he, okay. he found me on TikTok. So TikTok oh, he, have to thank ah. for this because that's how he was able to find me. And that's why I love TikTok because I feel like the searchability on there is so much better than an Instagram where, yeah. you know, it's so hard to find people on those apps, but on TikTok, it's so easy. So that's how he found me. I flew out oh. there. Um, and it was actually the best thing ever. Cause he's like become my like business partner. He's great. So I'm, I'm so oh, happy. That's found so me. cool. Yeah. And he does all the hard work. That's like annoying, like recording, promoting probably uh uploading all that stuff and you get to like share your knowledge and he makes money off of that and you make money off of that exactly it's like a perfect partnership and um that's beautiful yeah like we call each other all the time we have we're great we have like we're almost like the same person it's funny when you hear us on the phone we're like no what about this what about this and it's like crazy Okay, cool. That's so good. Um, I'm really happy you found that because I feel like in the world of marketing and stuff, there's a lot of real duds out there. So it's amazing that you found something that worked at the first try. Oh, yeah. I know I know that there's a lot of like not scammy type people offering stuff, but just things that are like less than 100 percent. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely it's it's hard because there have been people who have abused the online course world naturally. Yeah. You know, there's people who wreck everything. But it's yeah. just annoying because those, you know, few people who went out there and scammed people, um, I get a lot of hate for the online courses. They're like, oh, look, she's selling a course. Like people uh, hate it because, you know, of the few people who ruined it, 
for everyone, um, which I Or they think you're, yeah, they think you're trying to just make money. Yeah, there's a lot. We're going to talk about this too, actually. I want to talk, hold this thought, but later (laughs) on, uh, I want to know how you deal with haters on TikTok because it's a real thing. Um, But but we're going to talk about, so we haven't even talked about the real, real thing. One, are you, do you ever share how old you are? Um, yeah. Oh, I'm 28. Okay, cool. So under 30. And what's your what are you most proud of in terms of like what you've accomplished on Fiverr and your career so far? Um, Please brag and share some numbers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, I would have to mention in um, September 2020, I hit the $1 million earning mark. And that was after Fiverr took out the, their 20%. Because people are always like, yeah, they're like, oh, Fiverr but- took the 20%. I'm like, no, 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 that's after, which should tell you, I actually probably hit it earlier in the year. Um, yeah, twenty percent means that you made a million, like, um, yeah, probably months before. I mean, you, yeah. you basically earned a million two hundred thousand, is what you're saying, or whatever that is, a million five hundred thousand, something, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, but that, like that was absolutely a crazy moment for me because I was like, I love that. that. Yeah, and and so you make most of your money on Fiverr, um, and and a million wasn't like in a month or it was like total, right? Like accumulative yes. um, earnings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and you also share like about how much you pull per month though, right? Can you share that with the audience? Yeah, who doesn't know um, you? It, yeah. it fluctuates like my highest month ever, which is crazy, was like 37K from freelance nice. writing is obviously nuts. But then, you know, then there's months when it will go down to like 22 or 23K, which is obviously still a ton of money. So it, it fluctuates. Yeah. Um, it fluctuates. But, but- yeah. So you're averaging, I mean, you're going to do a minimum, you know, of like 20,000 a month, probably. Um, yes, I could, I could say that. Yeah. And that's with my Fiverr. Yeah. And I'm working on um, creating different streams now, even off of there and kind of like building this into its own business. Alex, you're crazy. So, um, <laughs> but like, what do you do with all that money? I, I literally, <laughs> like, I know you don't live like a Wall Street bro and like a penthouse in New York. So like, what are you doing? Because I bet I, I'm willing to guess that your expenses are like $5,000 a month or something or less. So like, what do you do with all the extra 15 grand a month or whatever? Um, That's so it's funny when I get asked this, because I never know how to answer it. So when I this started, is a question for all the young people who are going to get into money and need to know yeah. how to like manage it, because I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're smart about it. I'm asking you this for very specific reasons. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So in 2018, which is when it started to become like crazy income, I just, I guess, panic saved it for like a year and a yeah. half. I did, I did nothing but just like let it sit in my bank account because I didn't even know like what was going on. Um, it is a lot of money. So it was almost you, you should have bought one Bitcoin and you would have been doing just great. No, I'm like, so <laughs> I get like the whole freaking crypto world annoys me. Like, I'm, all these I'm just people, I know. They all think they're these gurus. They're like, no, no, trust me. It's going to it's going to the moon. I'm like, you don't know that. <laughs> like, come on. All right. So. I interrupted you. Please yeah. continue. I'm sorry. Um, so I saved it for like two years. I did nothing with it because I, you know, as a freelancer or an entrepreneur, there's always that feeling in the back of your head of this could stop. This could end. Yeah. I could wake up tomorrow and it's done. You know, it's not a salary and it's not a job at a company. Not that that's even reliable anymore. But I was like, I'm going to just save this so that should I get, you know, kicked off of a fiver or something, I have yeah. a lot of money saved and I can take my time to figure out what I want to do next. So yeah. it really wasn't until 2020 last year when I started doing things with it because I was like, okay, you know, I, I this has become kind of sustainable. I can kind of count on this type of money. Yeah. Year. 
So that's when um, I, you know, put a lot of it into retirement. I put it into like a, a SEP and an IRA. I put some of it in nice. stock market. You know, I started doing some boring investing stuff with it, but then I started doing some fun things with it. So everyone knows I bought the Jeep Wrangler. Um, I've since okay. bought the house. I'm in my house now. And wait, wait, where are you right now again? I am in Southwest Florida, like outside of Fort Myers. Okay, got it, got it. And uh, why, why Southwest Florida? Because you were in Brooklyn for like six years, you said, or seven yeah. years, right? Well, so I always wanted to leave New York City at the end of 2020 for tax reasons, naturally. Oh. I was like, you know, I'm yeah. going New York State <laughs> tax if I don't have to. Um, so I was got eyeballing it. like a Florida or a Texas or a Nevada or whatever. And it just kind of came together where like my sister wanted to move to Miami to do swimsuit stuff. My mom wanted to move to Florida. And we all were like, let's all just move to Florida. So like the whole family can just move together. And that this was kind of, yeah, like that, there wasn't really any like big planning with it. But I mean, I love Southwest Florida because it's quieter than the East Coast. And I feel like after six years in New York, I'm kind of like overstimulated with everything. Yeah. So it's quiet here. Um, I feel like very focused on my work. It's a different pace of life. And, um, yeah. you know, it's great. And there's beaches and stuff. So I am happy as can be. But yeah, that those are the two big things that like I put my money into. And then the other thing is this year, um, I'm finally like, you know, I'm growing these different businesses, which costs money to hire help. So yeah. I'm definitely putting a lot of money into my businesses this year. It's kind of like a Good. holding year. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think for you, like, well, one, you seem pretty savvy. And I'm guessing that you either listen to a lot of podcasts or read some like really good business books. Am I wrong? Uh, I read a lot. I actually am not a podcast person because I okay. don't learn by hearing. Um, So I read a ton and I just yeah. I have an advantage being a freelance writer in that every single day I'm learning about these new businesses to write about them for clients. So I end up knowing like all sorts of random things just because I have to. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. Well, I mean, well, one of the things I think that you would want to be doing with your money is like making your money work for itself. Like, Yes. And the Jeep was definitely like just a luxury purchase because that Jeep probably started losing money the moment you bought it, yes. right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. maybe the house is an investment, but I don't know that you bought it for that reason. But moving to Florida was like, I'm curious what you're, if you're like, I don't know, I guess you're investing in yourself with your, with, by hiring people and like building out the company a little bit. Is that what, is that how you're like seeing it? Yeah. And I have like a bunch of different like experimental money things going on right now. Okay, I have like it. a drop shipping business that I keep hitting and I have... What the heck? <laughs> like I am totally investing in myself and my businesses right now. And yeah, the house, yeah. I would like to never sell the house, but it was absolutely purchased um, with the idea of an investment. And since it is on a canal, it's on water, it is 100% oh. going to um, appreciate in value. That's incredible. Yeah. So the house so is an investment. Yeah. I love that. Um, oh, so many questions. So <laughs> I guess I I should know this. And I told you I didn't want to talk too much about your origin story. But how long have you been uh, working on Fiverr now? Uh, since January 2015. So long okay. time. <laughs> well, maybe not for like us old folks. But um, <laughs> so six years is pretty good. Yeah. I always said um, I have this theory about freelance and that like, it really takes, I think, I think you're maybe an exception to this rule, but it, to me, it takes about five years before freelancers really hit their stride. And, and for you, that would be like, 
I'm, I guess you probably hit your stride a couple of years into it, like 2018. That would be three years. But but like by five years, you know what you're about. You you are established, like you're speaking with authority, all of the, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. does it feel like you have phases of your uh, freelance career or are you just kind of like hanging on for a wild ride? I would say you're right. No, it's definitely, I always say to people, it's a very long-term a success yeah. plan. Um, it took me about three years to hit, you know, really good, like six-figure money. Not to say yeah. I wasn't still like earning a very decent, you know, livable wage, like even before that. But I'd say the three-year mark is when I started to make like really good money. And then the Mm. five-year mark is when I started to, I think, be seen as an authority in the space. Uh, Now in my sixth year, I am, you know, looking to more so move into like that authority type of role than just being the freelance writer. Because I I feel like I've earned it heading into my seventh year, maybe. (laughs) A thousand percent you've earned it. I mean, like, what's your TikTok called again? It's called um, Alex Fasulo Biz with a Z. Okay, Alex Fasulo Biz. I'll I'll add that in the notes. But yeah, if anybody looks at any of your TikToks, they're very, they're inspiring and they're really cool. Like you really share how easy it is to start um, yeah, I don't know, start an account on Fiverr and start making money tomorrow. And and I, I've seen some of the testimonials from people. They're like, thank you. I just made my first like $1,300 or whatever. Yeah. And, and so you're actually changing lives out there, which is really cool. It's, in, you um, know, it's insane. Like I, all of this, every part of this journey has been so unpredictable and blows my yeah. mind. Like I never thought that I was sitting on like such, you know, helpful information until I started sharing it. And that's why I'm so like sure. passionate about telling people to share their information because you have no idea how it's going to impact yeah. someone else. You have no idea. Yeah. Everybody is like, is living an interesting, I mean, a lot of people are living an interesting life that like others really don't know about. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, it, it's, what's the title of your podcast again? I think this explains it. It's called the freelance fairy tales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's so cool. Um, so, so um, my question for you now is like, You've already had success. Like, why, why do you? What's your drive coming from? Like, why would you even have a drop shipping company? Why would you even need a um, like an educational thing? Why, why do you need more? And this is not a judgmental question. I'm just curious, like, what drives you? Um, um, so yeah. I think it's just the natural progression of I have not had a single day off in six years. And (laughs) I have worked so hard every single day for all of this that, um, not that I'm burnt out, but I think it's just a natural progression of working smarter and not harder. So I'm like, you know, this is great. I'm very grateful for this money I've made and the platform it's given me, but I would now like to, you know, foray more into how can I earn, even if it's only half of what I'm making now, that's fine. I've never been in this money. Like I don't care. So it's like, like, even if I scale it back to half of what I'm earning now, but I yeah. have all this free time back to myself to travel, then it's worth yeah. it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the true sign of an epic freelancer. It's not about the money. It's about yeah. the freedom and the life. Exactly. So, okay. So interesting. Do you feel like you are living an epic freelance life or not? <laughs> I definitely feel be, that. Be honest. Am. No, I definitely feel that I am. Like, it has been a crazy roller coaster ride, all of this from the press to the hate to the people mm-hmm. messaging me that, like, they used my videos and they were able to escape like abusive relationships and become financially independent. It's all, if I could use a word, it's all been very heavy, 
but it's been yeah. <laughs> it's been epic. Epic is certainly what it's been too. Like it's That's it's cool. a lot of things. Yeah. So have you two ever like wanted to like knowing that you can do your job from your laptop kind of anywhere? Like, why aren't you in Cancun right now or like um, Bali or something like doing <laughs> doing what you do? Um, two reasons. Like, why now. Florida? <laughs> well, well, mainly because of COVID. Um, is oh. I'm not leaving the country. You know, it's like I've seen those stories of people who aren't able to kind of like get back in because they've tested positive in a foreign country and they get like. That's like my worst nightmare being a like nomadic person is being trapped somewhere. That's like my. Oh, favorite. that's really interesting. Yeah. I never, so, I never imagined that I would be trapped. Like if I went somewhere else, I always figured like there's always a way back or, you know what I mean? Like you don't have COVID forever. So like, even if you're, cause I feel like you could just station somewhere for like three months and it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. like, I don't know though. Cause so much of this stuff changes every day. That it's like, sure. well, what if the test did say I was positive, like every month for six months, and then like uh, all of a sudden, you know, I got trapped and I missed. Like it's like, and I have a Alex. Cat. That's a very funny and specific fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say, um, and I feel like the odds of that happening are very, very low. But I will not judge you for your fears. <laughs> you can, you can do whatever you want to do. But so, are you saying if it wasn't a COVID time, would you be traveling more or no? Yes, I would definitely be traveling abroad more because um, before yeah. COVID, I did like a month in Japan and everything. But oh, you feel that's exactly what I'm stuff. talking about. Yeah, well, I- I'm still traveling a ton just domestically, and I'm actually really enjoying just getting to know our country. So, cool. like, I don't feel like I'm missing out at all. Like, because I'm like this summer, even I'm planning to go on like a six week road trip around the U.S. I've always wanted to do that. So I, love I, I definitely like haven't put my traveling, you know, to the side. I've just put the abroad traveling to the side. Okay. Okay. Totally makes sense. I love that. And that, that, yeah, that really makes sense to me. So you are exercising your freedom as like a freelancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked earlier about this thing. Um, I am also on TikTok. My videos are extremely boring and, um, (laughs) I am, do not have 200,000 followers, but I've had a couple of videos hit like a million views. Yeah. And, and, I wasn't prepared for getting hooked on like the trolls. <laughs> and I, I really thought like as a grown ass adult that I would like, that I'm fine. I like what I do. I, I understand why I live in the lower East side in my apartment, blah, blah, blah. But the moment people started being like this, this fool, like, you know, travels more, more than he lives in New York and he's wasting money on his rent or whatever. I got so triggered. How do you do? And, and I had to like, I literally like talked about this with my friends and like created boundaries for myself. Like, how do you deal with the hate? Cause I know you get it pretty oh. hard on TikTok. Yeah. Um, it's funny. You catch me at a time where I'm definitely kind of reworking my exposure to it because it's become too um. much for me to, um, I think firsthand be seeing every day. And yeah. I mean, it's a natural thing that happens to anyone who puts themselves out there online and starts to get a following. So yeah. I've, you know, I used to read it. I try not to take it personally. Sometimes my defense mechanism is I fire out snarky things back at the people just for fun. Uh, that never ends well though. Cause then people are nope. like, you're so rude. And I'm like, bro, you <laughs> attacked me first. Like, how am I the rude one here? So I used to like yeah. have some fun with it. I'd make funny videos, but I'm, it's getting to a point where I'm actually trying to shelter myself from it because it, it's yeah. a lot. And I think, you know, moving forward, if my brand continues to grow, I probably will be looking to get some like PR company or like a publicist help maybe yeah. and have them um, 
kind of you know not protect me from it but like interact with it so I don't yeah yeah totally I, I you're really smart I think I often think about like you know, if you if you know TikTok at all, then you know the name Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah. Like I think she's received it worse than like anybody else in the world. Yeah. And and like I see comments daily, not even on her page, like other people being like, Charlie D'Amelio barely dances and look like like why don't you get you know, they're always like slamming her as if they like, huh, yeah. that's bullshit. But um I, I found my one thing that I realized was like, no matter what someone else says, if I don't say anything, someone else will fight for me. <laughs> Yeah, and, that's true. And I actually have a friend, like a good friend of mine, um, who, who like we have an agreement. Like if someone starts trolling our page, like we'll go to bat for each other. So like I'll defend him in his comment section and he'll defend in mine. <laughs> I actually, I love that. And you know what? My family, we do yeah. that. Me, my mom and my sister. If someone yeah. is like attacking my sister, I'll go like rip them to shreds because it's easier. Yeah, because it doesn't. Someone else. Totally easier. Yeah. And it has it doesn't matter. I love no. that. Um, but I found too, if you just wait long enough, like your, your fans will back you up and they will do the battle for you. And you don't even have to, and then it takes all like the, the punch out of it, you know, it's, yeah, that's uh, true. that's a good point. Yeah. That's like my, but, little, but, yeah, but you're right. I think at some point you probably will just not need to look at your comments. I know that like for actors and like writers, I have a, I have an author friend. She's written like four best-selling New York times books. She, she's like, I don't ever read any reviews. Like I post something on Twitter and I never look at it again. Yeah. She's like, it, it will destroy her. So her, her number one rule is that she doesn't read a single review of anything. <laughs> she literally looks at no comments, which is so hardcore, but she's found that that's been her like best protection mechanism. I mean, you know, it's like, what do you gain from reading that stuff? Honestly, Nothing. if anything, you but, know, but, it like, yeah. But then you lose. And I, I was like, but you lose like the good comments. And she was like, what do I really care about the good? You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if like some person I don't know likes me like that. It's fine. But so yeah. I thought it was so interesting. I thought like one solution for TikTok would be you don't ever look at your comments, but if there are nice stuff, your sister can, can vet it and she could read them out loud to you or whatever. I know. <laughs> you know what I like, like something like that, where there's a screening process at least. So you don't have to see like the hate and you just get to kind of live with the, with the good stuff. I, don't know. I, I think there's solutions, but you're right. It might be like a, a company that like manages it after a while. Yeah. I definitely think I'm heading in that direction, like for my mental health. <laughs> but, but I know, and I'm so sorry. So why do you think people, what, why do you think people like throw hate in your direction? And what do you, like, I know you can rationally explain it. So what do you think that is? Um, I think it's a multitude of things. And, you know, people have heard me say this, and I said it in the CNBC video. I mean, mm -hmm. I see the comments and it's, it's 90% from men. So I think in my case, oh. it, you know, I think it angers men to see a young woman making yeah. a lot of money. And, I, and I'm not saying all men, I love men are great. Like I'm not hating on men. I'm <laughs> sure. They happen to be my haters are men. It's not women. Yeah. When women get on there and they're like, get it girl. Like, yes, boss. Yes. Queen. Like we, you know, like we yeah. become a wealthy queen, you know, there, cause women, I think it comes down to societally. I, I've thought about this at length. Women are sure. against each other for looks and appearance and you know, all that mm. stuff. Unfortunately, men are pitted against each other for success and drive and money. Yeah. So when I'm out here, you know, flaunting money, men feel directly attacked by it. Whereas women don't care. They're super supportive of me, but then I'll see like on my sister's stuff, my sister's uh, fitness model, her haters a lot of the time will be women saying like, you're ugly or whatever, because that directly offended women. 
So it's like my person, you know, my stuff offends guys. And I think it makes them feel less than a man because I made more money than them and society deems their value based on the money they make. I think that's like what it taps into. You totally just gave me goosebumps. I think you're a hundred percent right. That's so crazy. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Men feel, and it makes them for whatever reason, like whatever you post all of a sudden becomes about them. And they're, if they, if they feel like you got a shortcut or like it's cause you're pretty or whatever, they try to explain it away then instead of just like your hard work for the last. Yeah. And that's all hate online. I I always tell people that and it's obviously easier said than done, but when someone's hating, like, they're projecting, you know, it's really not you they're hating. It's whatever you represent. And I understand that. But still, there are times when it will catch up with me and I'll still be like, ow, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, because and you're and you're I mean, you said you've been working for a long time, but you're still young, you know, like, right. I, I think it's it's like probably forcing you to grow up in weird ways. Like it'd oh, be totally. good for you to start seeing a therapist soon if you're not already. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, oh, I, I mean, You know, sometimes I joke, I I saw a meme the other day or something that it was like, an entrepreneur will work every day for 40 years and start like 14 businesses to avoid going to see a therapist. (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. (laughs) And it made me laugh. (laughs) I love that. Um, So I guess, um, where have you been recently and where are you going next in the world? You mentioned a couple of road trips and stuff. Yeah. I mean, so last week I was in Las Vegas, you know, this next month I'm going to be in Florida. I'm actually going to explore Florida a little bit. I'm going to go see St. Augustine uh, one weekend. And then I'm actually going to a little mini music festival in Miami at the end of uh, April, which I'm really excited about. And then let's see. Is that like the first, are you, are you a festival girl or what? Oh my God. I, that's been the worst part of COVID for me (laughs) is the the hit on music festivals. I've been dying. Absolutely dying. Uh. Um, yeah, no, then in May, I'm probably going to have to fly back to Utah to meet with my online course team again. And okay. then probably at the end of June, oh, June, I'm going to Michigan to go stay at a co-living space. They're having me come there and like post about it. I'm really excited in Ann Arbor. Um, cool. Really pumped. Yeah. And then this summer, you know, I'd like to go out for like two months, even when it's really hot here in Florida, take my cat, take my best friend and hit the road and see our entire country. And I would love nothing more than to do that. This is so great. I love your life so much. <laughs> so so the, the Michigan thing is like an influencer's visit. They invited you just to stay and like post it on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, um, I would yeah. say it's definitely half influencer, but they're brand new. So I think they also just want me to come and like give feedback just to help them. Oh, cool. Marketing and stuff. Yeah, like a half, like a trade almost. That's amazing. I'm so. Pumped. So I, I get a sense that you have like a little bit of like a giving and like a um, mentoring aspect to you. Do you feel like you have a mission or a purpose in your life? And are, and are you like aiming towards that? Do, do you know what I mean? When I, I, ask feel, I feel like you just like, you just like dove into my soul and exposed it. For a <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I am definitely a, um, mankind humanitarian type of person who definitely feels a responsibility every day to help people for and I have ever since I was little I'm I um I feel that both my happiness and you know just functioning and whatever is best achieved when I volunteer and help people you know it's a tool Mm. it's like I feel better and I've helped people so 
why not? You know, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I feel I, I think yours and mine is similar. I, I would say that my mission in the world is to inspire others. Yeah. And and I do that through photography, but also some coaching and like leading groups and stuff. And like even this podcast, like I want people to listen to this and feel inspired. And it sounds like yours is you said humanitarian, like giving back, yeah. making the world better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's awesome that you do that. It's like people will ask me, you know, like, why do you care? Why do you help? And I don't have an answer for that because it's it's like part of me, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's like I didn't wake up one day and say, like, I'm going to be the defender of mankind, even though it is funny. That's what my name means. Um, Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I was named well. I was named well. But it's just always been a part of me. I don't know how to be any other way. So call it my divine purpose, I guess, because it's definitely sure to me. Yeah. And I love that because then I think like the way you said it before, you know, you could, you could have like half of your income. It's not about the money, right? Like when, when you are, so I'm getting, I'm getting that you derive like a big sense of pleasure by, by posting on TikTok and inspiring others or helping people, you know, gain their own freedoms or starts. Um, and, and by like interacting with people who have questions and that's why you started the podcast and stuff. So I hope that like, yeah, I hope that you dive deeper and deeper into, or like lean more into that, you know, and even I'm sure you're being asked to do some coaching or like private mentoring and stuff too. And I could see you being really, really good at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have so many amazing opportunities to do all of that stuff right now. And it's actually more so become yeah. like, where is my time best used? And how, exactly. can I, how can I help as many people as possible with one hour, you know? So it's, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that makes sense. That's really smart. Yeah. And like, I also post about this a lot on my Instagram too, where I'll sometimes get hate from people where they're like, she's not really trying to help people. She's just trying to turn a profit. And I'll, oh, yeah. I'll post about it a lot where I'm like, I don't know where in all of our upbringing we're taught that you can't, yeah. that you can't both help people and make money at the same time. I don't know why those two have to be separate in people's eyes. Cause it's like, I think it's fair that I charge whatever, I think it's like $47 for my online courses. Cause I put a lot of time into them. So it's yeah. like, it's like, why I don't see a problem in that I charge for those. But then I also have, you know, four free eBooks. I post for free on social media. So it's like, I always say to people, we need to like rewire our brains into seeing it as a bad thing that you can help people and also earn a living. You know, I don't know why people, they think you have to be like starving to help people. And I'm like, why? They just don't know. And it's people who don't make money, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, what I'm about to say, you can reject or take it, but you could definitely be charging $199 for your courses or $1,000 for your courses, and you'd probably do just fine. I know, but you know what? Here's my thing. I actually just talked to my team last week, and this this spring, we're going to film a $1,000 course that's going to be worth every penny of it. But there for, you now, go. for now, you know, I'm very familiar with my people who follow me and come to me for help, and all of sure. them are in tight financial situations because they just got let go, quit. You know, so none of them, these people that I'm working with are in a great financial place. So it's like, I don't want to take, you know, like I don't want to take their money. Like that's not how I want (laughs) to make my money is like profiting from people who are in a bad place. So I'll see for all those listening, Alex is a saint. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I'm definitely uh, not a saint. I'm definitely not a saint. If you read my comebacks to haters on my TikTok, oh, you'll, geez. Like, you'll be like, I, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to dive into TikTok after this. But um, yeah. 
But Alex, like I know for a fact, I don't even know what your courses are. And I already know that whatever's in them, you probably help people earn a hundred dollars within like a week or less. Am I wrong? For sure. Do you help people earn like a thousand dollars within a month or so? Uh, I mean, if, if they actually follow everything that I put in those courses, yeah. and if they listen to me, absolutely. They can make a thousand dollars. Then your course is worth a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's worth anything. It's literally worth all of that. No, I and, know. Yeah. I don't know. You're just, th- there's something there too. Like I, I know you want to help the masses and that's fine. So you might as well just do it for free then because what's 47 bucks, but like yeah. O- otherwise, yeah. I-, I wonder too, if there's something about how you value yourself there, but I know you know how to value yourself. So no, I mean, Hey, I I promise you come this fall, I'll disclose some of the money I'm making even at the $47 mark. Okay, I'm making okay. Quite good money with it. So I'm super no, happy. No, that's and, good. You probably actually know more about it than I do. So no, <laughs> I'm just challenging you. No, you're I always, well, you're well yeah. with the like, I absolutely do have value. I could be selling for a thousand, but that's where I, I actually like just talked to my team about this and they agreed. And we have this idea of like an, an angle to it where it would be Cool. absolutely worth a thousand and it would be targeting someone who is coming in at, in a better financial situation so yeah. i wouldn't feel bad yeah that's nice then you really like capture all audiences exactly that's the goal yeah yeah i like that yeah. um you're so smart so <laughs> so you mentioned before though that you haven't taken a single day off in six years like what would happen if you took a day off um you know, my businesses suffer and that's the sign of a business that needs to be structured better. I mean, I'm reading the four hour yeah. work week right now and he would yell at me. Yep. So, uh, I, that, that was one of my first, I read that book 11 years ago and it totally changed my life. It's yeah, <laughs> I get it. It's, yeah. it's a genius book. He's a genius. Um, it's funny cause I am just now reading it and I've been living my life like 75% according to how he says to live it anyway. And I went ahead and did it yep. on my own, which is funny, but the other yeah. 25% that I'm learning from him, is that um, that's my goal this year. You know, it's like when, if I don't write, then the, then the work, well, I have, I work with some writers now, but you, you know, if I don't check into my business every day, then yeah. the orders weren't sent out and they weren't managed and they weren't checked over. No, I, I get customers it. I get it. Yeah. weren't answered. So it's like that pressure of the last six years, I am starting to want to move away from. And I want to be able to spend an entire day on a hike with no service on my cell phone mm-hmm. and come back the next day and not have had someone on Fiverr say like, you didn't answer me for a day. You know, where the hell did you go? It's like that, yeah. that I'm sick of. <laughs> Alex, you could solve that problem like tomorrow. Why don't you have like a, I I know a guy who's got like a virtual Filipino assistant that like takes care of every one of his emails, you know, like. So I do have them actually. I have Filipino virtual assistants, but here's the problem with Fiverr. This is amazing. (laughs) Fiverr is not my company. You know, they own their own company. They have terms of services and rules and like it is not. You know, it's oh. like if they catch me doing that, they could kick me off. So the whole problem. Yeah, is I get it. I get it. I'm using a third party platform. That's the problem here. And that's yeah, why. I, I was literally, yeah. I was just going to ask you, I know that you are going to be making moves to get off of that soon. You have to be. A hundred percent. That's my, I've yeah. been very vocal about it. They've, I'm sure read me writing about it. So if they, you know, don't like yeah. that, then that's whatever. But I'm, yeah, but. It, you know, I'm this year. Yes. I want to get my own clients by myself who my VAs yeah. can respond on my behalf. And then I can go on that hike. So I'm, I'm, there's the light at the end of the tunnel is coming. I totally see it. Well, and, and I'm guessing, cause this happened to me in photography. I used to shoot apartments for Airbnb and I got paid $60 apartment and I could do it in like 12 minutes if the apartment was clean. And I shot like apartments all day, every day in New York. But 
Then I found some people who managed like 10 apartments and they wanted to get me outside of Airbnb. And they're like, can you just drive around with us and shoot apartments and give us some couple more photos? And I was like, yeah. And I was able to charge double than what I was getting paid for Airbnb. And they were happy. And I could totally, I'm sure this is happening to you. You must have like found clients that have like asked for your services outside, like that came to you from Fiverr, but like wanted you outside of Fiverr. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, if anything, I've discovered partnering up with like a PR firms is my ideal client because then yep. they have like a yep. hundred articles they need every week. And then boom, yeah. like that's the only person I have to talk to. That's the end. And, and it's good money. You you good have money. to be like, it's, it's so amazing to me that you actually have made as much money as you have on Fiverr because everybody thinks of Fiverr as kind of like low, like low hanging fruit. Like you make a yeah. million dollars at like $5 an article or whatever. But um, no, I mean, thank God it's a hundred dollars an article now. I, I know, thank I know, God, I know, but, but yeah. <laughs> but there's a world where you could be charging $200 an article outside of Fiverr or 400 or whatever. Right. Like, Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. So, so you know that. And, and I, I think there's nothing actually wrong with what you did. You really like, you had easy clients from the beginning, which is what Fiverr offers. And, um, and you really like honed your skills because you just did the same thing over and over again for like 10,000 hours, basically. Yeah, no, uh, I definitely beat it yeah. like a dead horse. Like it's it's been beat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but that's just so beautiful because now, now that you have the system and like the mechanics in place, like you, you know exactly what it takes to to scale this thing, right? And 100%. And hopefully not be in the way anymore of your own success yeah no it's a I'm like super excited about this year like this is gonna be like a really pivotal year for my stuff and I love I love change like I'm I'm pumped yeah this is so exciting I got to interview you in one year and be like so how's the like multi-millions doing oh my god Uh, right that'd be funny yes I'm sure it sounds like you've got a lot of really great things in place for yourself I'm really proud of you and I'm impressed yeah thank you I mean it's all kind of been a dream like I mean it's all been uh there's some days I wake up and I still can't believe a lot of it so when people are like oh you're gonna make a million this year I'm like I, I guess maybe I'm going to try, you know, like well, we'll you see. will in five, you you'll do it in five months. If you're pulling 20, Oh, a million this year. So I was thinking a hundred thousand. Ooh, that's yeah, a good. I mean, All right. That, that'll be like the next marker, right? Not. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Yeah. This is good. That is my next marker. a million, a million in a year. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Wait, wait, what, what is your next marker? Is it that or something else? I interrupted. Um, yeah. I mean, money is a good, I, I look at money as such a like, just third party unemotional item that I use sure. to judge my productivity and success. So basically, I'm like, well, if I may, if I can make 400k in one year, well, my next goal naturally is going to be to see if I can make a million because that's my yeah. that's how I um, judge my success. So yeah, it's a it's a great goal. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if I can I do it this year? I don't know. Maybe next year though. We'll see. The, the, there's another book I really want you to read, Alex. Um, after Four Hour Work Week, it's called Company of One. Okay, I'm going to um, right now. Yeah, it's it's made for you. It's basically like a guy who came from kind of startup tech. Uh, San Francisco world and saw all these companies burn out or spend like millions of dollars trying to like scale super fast or like scale super fast, but then not have the infrastructure to like sustain it. Okay. And his whole theory is basically how do you, how do you as like an individual or like a tiny company um, scale sustainably and live and live, you know, your goal might not be a million anymore. It might be like a hundred days off it. Your yeah. goal 
instead of saying like, I want like endless clients, it's like, I only want 50 clients a year. And that makes me a million dollars. You know, that it's like, a, it's almost like a reverse way of thinking. Like, I don't want, I don't want to shoot a hundred weddings in a year at $3,000 a pop. That's like insane, you know, and I get gray hair. I'd rather shoot five weddings at $20,000, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's something like that um, or 10 weddings or whatever. Um, it's that same idea that like, that growing sustainably like feeds the soul and the pockets as well. So it's a good I'm, one. I think, I think like, you really like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm diving way more into doing one of my goals this year is to read more. So anytime someone gives me a book recommendation, I literally write it down and buy it. So done, consider it done. Yeah. yeah. Good. And, and it's, it's made for you actually like every phase yeah. of what you're doing right now is exactly in that book. So it's I think you'll I'm, excited. I'm literally going to go order it like right yeah. now. <laughs> Yay. So, I guess I'm going to start to finish this up because we've been talking for 43 minutes now. Um, What is something that you've either, and maybe you've already said it, but what's something you've read, listened to, or watched lately that you'd love to share with our audience? doesn't have to be a business. It could be anything. Um, Okay. Well, I guess the books in you, I'm reading the four hour work week. I already plugged that. Um, I, before that I finished a really incredible book called big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote, I love, yeah, that book was incredible. And it's all about how we are all creative beings and there aren't people who are more creative than other people. We've just, we've just learned how to tap into our creativity. And I think that's like really important because I see so many people have such like low self-confidence because they've convinced themselves that, they're not creative. They're not artistic. And, you know, creativity is at the foundation of like our self-esteem and self-confidence. And that's a huge, I think, problem today, especially with technology and everything. People aren't like exploring their creativity like they used to. So I, yeah. I like really, that book is for everyone. Like anyone listening, I would go read that book because I, t- I got a lot out of it. And it was definitely like, not like life changing, but I think about that book every day now. Cool. I've had quite a few people tell me they really love that one. I haven't read it yet, but I know it falls in the same vein as like um, The Artist's Way, which is like the 70s version of that book. Oh, okay. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I I don't think you need to read it. Like if you read Big Magic, it's the same idea, just repackaged a little differently. But yeah, she's great. She had a good podcast um, around that same topic as well. Oh, okay. See, I'm out of the loop with the podcast, so I would definitely listen to her. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's the same same thing. She just answers people's questions and then she calls like a famous person that she knows and and, like talks about it with them. It's kind of funny. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the last thing I'd love to know is, do you, because you live in this world, is there anyone that you think would be like really amazing for this show that I could talk to next? Oh yeah. I'm always like, yeah. Who do you have in your, in your. Okay. So there's a couple TikTokers and we all talk and collaborate with each other and all of these people, I admire them so much for what they do. So if I were to throw some names out, um, one would be my friend, Adrian Brambila. He's famous for making over like a hundred K a month from affiliate marketing and his TikToks incredibly lives in a van. Um, his story is really cool. He used to be a pro dancer. So I love this. He's Okay, great. great. He's amazing. Um, my friend Sandy Lynn, her TikTok name is Small Business Tips. She's only 22 okay. and she's like such a baller entrepreneur. Her, her internet presence is amazing. I just had a call with her yesterday. Um, cool. she's, she's incredible. And then the last one would be um, Jessica Hawks, her name is. She's got like 
600K TikTok followers. And her whole thing is she was a VA and her VA business blew up so fast. She's only like 24 that she now manages like a whole firm of VAs and is a six figure earner and totally helps people explore becoming VAs and her stuff's incredible. So I would plug those. That's like the direction that you're headed in. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. No, but like those three are, are great. Cool. Thank you so much. Um, You're amazing. Is there any like final words that you'd want to share with the audience (laughs) or like encouragement, advice, anything? Yeah. um, I'm trying to dive more into my like Tony Robbins side here. I I always say to people when I like sign off from things, I'm always like, yes, it's like cliche, but I mean, don't let people's past criticisms and things they've said of you, like stop you from doing your own thing. I I truly believe we all have divine purposes. I think we all have multiple. So if you think you only need to be like one thing for the rest of your life, that's false. And stop listening to what people expect of you. You're the only one living your life. And uh, my story cannot be more of a testament to that. You know, I left everything that I thought was stable and I'm happier than ever for it. So. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alex. I'm going to stop it right there.